Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. I got here, I didn't really feel like preaching. I didn't, didn't want to. Got to praying and my want to change. Felt the unction, felt the spirit. Last time I preached here, Brother Buchanan was here. I believe his son was with him. Son ain't with him tonight. Things change. And as I was was thinking about it, we sung all night about Jesus. When Jesus gets big and gets real inside of you, you feel like you can charge hell with a water pistol. But you don't always feel like that, do you? That's right. So sometimes we just got to go by what we know. We've heard many a testimonies like that where we just have to believe the Word of God is bigger than what we feel. We don't always feel safe. But I'm thankful tonight that God encourages them that will come to them. Amen. Amen? He'll encourage you if they'll come to them. Want to read one scripture? Tonight, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, try to get there here, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, says, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. God, put your blessing upon this this word, this hour. Your man, the Father God, bless God, the hearts and souls of everyone that's come this way. And we ask God for your unction and blessing as we pray, God, we can't do it without your spirit. So, God, we ask God for your help tonight. Accomplish, God, the hard work, God, the work that's impossible for man. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You be seated. So we we've been stewing on this for two weeks now. Yeah. Had this thought how we we see in part. Yeah. I want you to think about that. We see in part. You look at me and you see the outward man and you say, "Boy, I'm glad I'm not that guy." Yeah. Amen. <laughs> you look at me and you look around and you judge and yet you see not. We see through a glass darkly. Yeah. I, was, I was listening to an, ex, uh, an exploit of a feller talking about in World War II there was these fellers called pathfinders. Now the job of a pathfinder was to fly an airplane into enemy territory and drop light. And the thing about that light was you could only see it if you were in a certain position. And we are in enemy territory. We're looking as if we see, but we can't see. We think we know what we're looking at, but we can't see it. If you could see the angels encamped around you, you'd have a different perspective. You'd go back in the Old Testament, see where the man of God was praying and and how they thought, hey, what are we going to do, man of God? And he said, 
hold on a minute. He prayed just a bit, amen, and his servant, he said, open his eyes. And, and what did he see? Camped out about him. It seemed like the enemy was all around him, and, and they were enclosing in on him, and there wasn't any hope. But praise be unto God, he opened the eyes of the servant, and he said, wow. He said, I see angels. All There's more of them than there are the enemy. Yeah. Amen. Oftentimes, yeah. it's about our perspective. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, we look through a glass dimly day in and day out. Now, I'm going to share some facts with you tonight. Do you realize that tonight that the, the uh, gay and lesbians and the LGBTQ, that they're 3% of our population. And if, if we were uh, cautious in saying that there's 30% of Americans that are Christian. But it seems in this wokeness that we're walking in and living in today that 3% has outmaneuvered 30% yeah. that say they're Christian. Yeah. There's a problem with that. Yeah. Help us. There's a problem with you. Yeah, God help us. And you say, wait a minute, I didn't come to hear all this tonight. I come to hear a story of love. But I want you to know that Jesus throughout his ministry rebuked more people. And yet he did it out of what? Out of spite? No, he did it out of love. Because he's truth. Now I want to encourage you tonight. To get out in the world and be a Christian. Stop allowing 3% of the population to dictate to you what's right. Amen. Amen. The Word of God is right. Amen. And if you have any belief in Christ, you're right. And the world's what? The world's wrong. And Satan has come to, to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. He's come to shut down your voice. Are you quiet? Are you keeping your lips closed when opportunity presents itself? I've written in, in the Psalms, the Bible says, it says, I fear not what man can do unto me. Yeah. Yet, how often do we go yeah. through our life, our day-to-day yeah. walk, fearing what man can do? Mm-hmm. Who is it that sustains you? Yeah. Who is it that has your future in His hands. Who is it that said, I'll never leave you or forsake you? But yet, do we fear man more than we fear God? Help us, Lord. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. In John 14, 2, said Ephesians 2, 10, God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What? In the promises of God? The Bible says, eyes not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man what things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. He's prepared for us in Revelation 21, a holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adored for the husband. We have all these promises of God, yet we don't know what manner of spirit we serve. We bow down to the world. We we bow out. We let our opinions go by the wayside. We don't stand up for what's right. We're supposed to be supporting the weak. 
We're supposed to be supporting those that can't speak for themselves. We're supposed to speak for the lost, for the sick, the afflicted. We're supposed to stand up and knowing that there is an expected end for the lost, the sick, and the afflicted. Yet we cower down to the wokeism of this world. You say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. This 3% has taken over. They've made science their God. They've taken over our educational system. They've become a political party. I'm sick of it. Frankly, I'm just sick of it. I'm I'm tired of, of listening to... To the, to the news media. I'm tired of, of listening to people saying we have no voice, we can't do... Hey, God's not shut my country down and he's, and God has not shut this country down to His name. Yeah. He's not changed. He's the yeah. same yesterday, today, and forever, yet He's neutralized the church. God He's taken away our voice. He's, I, I listen to a man of God that's been preaching longer than I've been alive say there's uh, the church has quit. Yeah. My God ain't quit. Right. He's redefined the family. The, the, the world has come and tried to tell you what a family's supposed to be. There's no family without a husband and a wife. There's no children without a man and a woman. Right. The educational system is a joke. Yep. We were doing inventory yesterday. I was war slap out. And I said, can we use new math? <laughs> they all looked at me. I said, well, they're teaching it in the schools. Why can't we do inventory that way? Yeah. That didn't go over good. They've taken over the news media. Yeah. They've taken over our corporations. Yeah. Let me tell you, I was, I was yeah. listening to a, a podcast of these guys. They... They, they can give you a, an app that tells you who supports God and who don't. They were able to take billions of dollars away from Target. And the only reason why it changed is because, you know what? Christians decided they'd just go back there and shop there anyways. I'm telling you what, you have a voice. Your life matters. Your behavior matters. What you spend your money on, where your heart is there, your treasure will be. If you love Jesus, you will stand up and stand out and your opinion will matter. Amen. They want you to have religion without God. There is no religion without Christ. There's no God outside of the God that died on the cross. There's no hope outside of Jesus Christ who died on the cross and rose again. You see, there's a bunch of people out there that just don't know my God. They don't know the God that can take a boy who's been condemned with all the knowledge that man has like we heard this morning yet Sing before you the praises of Jesus That's Christ. Right. That's right. Lift up Jesus before a lost and dying world. You see, he's not stuck. My God ain't stuck. Amen. 
So I was reading a book. Any of you know who Bonhoeffer is? He was a he was a great evangelist in the 1930s in Germany. And this is my fear. Bonhoeffer at 27 years old went into the most prestigious church in Germany. Preaching against sin. They were, they were celebrating Reformation Day. You know what Reformation Day? It's the day that Martin Luther King nailed the thesis on the door of the Catholic Church and said, you're a bunch of liars. I ain't having it. I found out that I can be uh, forgiven of my sins through grace and through faith alone. Yep. And now, now Martin Luther, you got to be careful because he was... He was, uh, I said this in Sunday school, he had a little issue. He says it's by Jesus and Jesus alone. But I'm going to tell you today that faith without works is dead. If you're not, if you're not believing, you're, you see, uh, Abraham reacted to what God told him and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. If you do not have behavior that matches what comes out of your mouth, you're not walking in faith. You're a liar. Amen. And you can't please God. You want a revival? Get real outside of the church. You come up here and cry crocodile tears all you want to and cry out to God how upset you are about conditions and the life that you're having to experience. But I'm here to tell you, if you ain't going to do it out there, it don't mean a hill of beans. We got to get right. Yeah. We're supposed to be salt and light. We're not supposed to be cowards, cowering down with fear before man, afraid of what they might. They're not going to lock you up for living right. Not yet. It may come. Bonhoeffer got on him. He told him, he said, I don't think God's pleased with your Reformation celebration. Wasn't, wasn't just a little bit of time when Hitler came into office. And he was buddying up with all the Christians. Right? He's telling them, I'm on your side. It'll be all be all right. But yet, there was 18,000 pastors in Germany in those days. They all had a choice to make. We're going to go with Hitler and his plan? Or are we going to stand up for what God said? See, out of them 18,000 pastors, many of them were Jews. Had been born again. That were preaching the gospel of Christ. And that believed God and and they had a choice to make. Go with the flow. See, Hitler came in with a new agenda. And he started shutting down anybody that wasn't like him. Sound familiar? He was lying to him. Sound familiar? And about 600 of them said, we ain't going to do it. And they started passing a paper around Germany to all the pastors saying, we're not going with him. We're going to preach. God died for the sins of all men. He can save them. And Hitler was saying, no, you've got to be a non-Jew. He started taking, taking their churches and busting them down. That very same church that Bonhoeffer preached in that day, the 
the airplanes, the bombs from England came and totally wiped that church out. It destroyed it. And they got, and, and the writer of, the, of this book that I was reading, it was a letter to the American church, how we're allowing this same thing to happen right here on your watch. This is happening. They're eroding your faith from the inside out. They're watering down the gospel. They're changing what truth is. They're destroying the family. And they're wiping out Christianity right before your eyes. And you're the only one that can stop it. Amen. You're the only one that can stand in the gap. I understand without prayer, without coming to... We got to keep doing this, y'all. You want to know there's a whole bunch of churches all around. They're closing down and they're afraid to preach the gospel. You go down there into into Texas and that big church, oh, what's his name, was down there, had a chance on national television to tell everybody what was right and what was wrong and he cowered down before America and and there was a bunch of pastors that heard what he did and said, I'll not have nothing to do with that. Uh, that man, that guy, he said he's a Christian, but he wasn't standing for the truth. He had a chance to say what was right and what Amen. was wrong. Amen. I know we only see through this thing darkly. We're looking through a glass, but I'm telling you what, God's standing in the shadows. Yeah. He's watching you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You say you're yeah. right with God, live right. Yeah. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. This government that we have in office right now, they want you to live by them. A bunch of entitled people. They're trying to destroy our children. God have mercy on us. America was founded on blood and guts and faith in Jesus. Men of God that stood and said, we'll not cower down to some man or some ruler. We have a God that will help us. Where's that faith? Where's that boldness? Where's that unction? You're going to watch as you're... Are you going to allow this thing to keep falling apart as your grant? If God tarries, what kind of a nation will we have in 50 years? We keep going in the direction we're going. You're supposed to be a a pathfinder with somebody that that sent light when there was darkness so others could find their way. You're supposed to be a, a pathfinder, somebody who has the beacon of hope, somebody that can stand up and say Jesus is the way. You're supposed to be somebody that knows the direction. You're supposed to use the Bible as your compass. Amen. Amen. So we know what true north is. True north is always going to be that we're trying to please God. And we always know what it is because it lines up with the word of God. It doesn't err. It doesn't go to the left or to the right. It always leads to Christ. Amen. And we're supposed to have a relationship with God. That's it. Yeah, Amen. I don't have to know the answers. I just have to know the one that does. Yep. Yeah. Right. Amen. Have to be able to tell others. That's right. That Jesus was my answer. I, we we've all been through hardships and we're all going through them. 
Let me tell you what, you if you're sitting here tonight and everything's just going uh, easy and greasy for you, that means you ain't in the battle. God, God wants you to get in the battle. We well, see when you're in the battle, you gotta put on your armor. You gotta fight. You gotta give up and call upon the master of all things. And seek him. You ain't gonna make it. Unless you're willing to fight. Remember, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're spiritual. Why? Because we're looking through a glass dimly. We can't see what's going on. We can't see what the true battle is. But yet we know it's over the souls of men. And the devil is doing all he can to keep you from preaching the truth. From living what's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, have mercy yes. on us. That's right. It's all about our perspective. You see, you can't see the light unless you have the right perspective. Some of us are blinded. We're blinded to... We're, we're, we are lovers of ourselves. There's a bunch of us. They're all around. All they care about is themselves. They just want what they want. Doing everything to get it. You see no sincerity, no love, no commitment, no life out. God have mercy on us. All we do is come in here and, and, and feel the presence of God, get a goose bump and go out and, and say, boy, it's good being in God's house and never lift a finger. James didn't like that. The Holy Spirit don't like it and God don't like it. You're going to have to get out and make a difference and do something with what God's given you. He gave him some talents. Yeah. Remember that? There's one said, oh yeah, I took that. I feared you. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, he didn't. Peter feared of me to done something. That's right. Amen. There's one, he, I believe that one that got five, made ten, I believe he feared them. Yeah. I believe he wanted to make a difference. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Good. You want to make a difference? Lord help me. Oh, God. America's in the same place Germany was in that day. Only only what you don't understand is the devil keeps changing the, the game. But the result will be the same. You may not get bombed. You, your, your enemy may not go out and, and take over a whole continent like, like Hitler did. And it took the whole world coming together. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, this thing right here ain't going to be won by the world. It's going to be won by people that put their faith in God. It's going to be people that know that Jesus Christ is the commander of chief. That he has and has never lost a battle and never will. Amen. I'm going to tell you what tonight, if you don't get going with this thing, it's going to pass you by. And you're going to be sitting there one day and say, how come I didn't get to fight? How come I didn't get it? Because you weren't willing to offer before God your life. Unless you're willing to lose your life. If bless God, you'll never find it. Amen. Ain't no fun, is it, listening to the truth? But yet it's good medicine. You really want revival? You really want a place where God can move, where God is welcome? 
I was listening to somebody. They said, yeah, we host the Holy Spirit. Bless God, I've never hosted the Holy Spirit. I've blessed God coming to His presence and He's absolutely took over. Yeah. He is the host. He's the one that will bring it. But we'll have to make a, a way for Him to be welcome. Yeah. Amen. I know that seems contradictory, but I'm telling you, I've never told God what to do. Yeah. I never will. He's the one that has all the power. That's right. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful he's pouring out his spirit up in Asbury. Amen. I'm thankful that. You know, when I I didn't get to finish this thought this morning, but that old boy, you know what he was doing? He's repenting about sin uh, because sin kills. Uh, Sin's our problem. It was sin that he was talking about before them people. He'd had enough of it and he wanted rid of it. And he knew that Jesus could do something with his sin. And it was his sin that had separated him from God. It's our sin that separates us from God. Amen. Amen. It ain't my failures. Amen. It ain't me just not feeling good about my life. It's sin. And sin destroys. It's what separates us from God. I can't say that enough tonight. I believe I'll say it one more time. Sin is the problem. Sin is our error. Sin is what we need Jesus for. Bless God, the blood of Jesus can deal with your sin. That's right. Amen. See, until we get real about sin, until we start hating sin like God hates it, we ain't going to see revival. We're not going to see anything change in our life. We're not going to see anything change with our politicians. We're not going to see anything change in our educational system until a man confesses that he's a sinner and he needs a holy God. Amen. I'm thankful that as I was thinking about this thought, how we look through a glass darkly, how we can't see, uh, but then one day face to face, uh, we'll all beat up, amen, and we'll see each other as we are. We'll see him as he is, amen, that's the goal, amen, that's what we're trying uh, to get people to see, uh, that there's there's an illusion in this world, and it's trying to uh, cover up what the real issue is, it's trying to uh, make light of what the problem with mankind is. But I'm here to tell you tonight uh, that there's no way of getting around it. Uh, Even before the law ever was, a death reigned on the planet uh, all the way from Adam up until the time when Moses would come down off of that uh, scary mountain uh, that those who saw it trembled and quaked and said, uh, let God not speak to us again, but asked that Moses would go and intervene for them because they couldn't stand up being before a holy God. You think you, you love the souls of men more than God? I'm here to tell you, you don't. But I'm going to tell you tonight that if you'll just let God have His way with you, uh, what we'll see is God doing what
He wants to do, and that's to save the lost. Uh, that's to uh, move in the hearts and souls uh, to take all that darkness that's out there in the world around those people that you love, that you care for, and He'll put so much light in them, uh, they'll come to Christ. Yeah, yeah help us. Jesus did a lot of radical preaching about how men just don't get God. He told them in in John, he said that they serve the devil. And they turn right back around. You ever been in an argument with somebody and you call them out and they turn right around and call you out on the same thing? Well, they did that just like a little kid. I just read the whole chapter of uh, John 8 right before I got here and they turned right around and said, "Uh, you're of the devil. And yet, uh, that's how the devil works. He ain't got nothing original and he never will. He's just a liar and he don't want the truth and he don't want you having the truth. That's right. We'll read that in John 8. Uh, 44 real quick. Um, Bless God. I'm glad that He's uh, gave us the Spirit of God that we might know what's right. He said, You're of your father the devil and the lust of your father you'll do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. But I'm glad that there's no variableness in my God. He is straight and right and full of truth and righteousness and he's come to set you free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. I'm glad tonight that though I may not be able to see uh, clearly, bless God, if we'll walk by faith, uh, praise the Lord, uh, He'll help us get where we need to be with God, uh, not only as individuals, but as an assembly. Uh, Bless God. Uh, He told us that we are His Ecclesiastes, our Ecclesia. We are His assembly. We are the church. We are the living, moving body of Christ. And we ought to be known for that. And if you don't have that witness with you, Bless God, uh, we need to be getting right with God. If you're not living as the brother sang the song tonight, when I wake up in the morning, give me Jesus. Jesus. Uh, Bless God, uh, the Pentecostals sing a song, said, give me Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the new time, and Jesus at night. In other words, I need Jesus all the time. I don't know if they're Pentecostal or not, but it's always been a Pentecostal church where I've sung that song. Amen. I'll tell you what Bonhoeffer's message was to that church in that day in 1930 was a revelation one or, or uh, one and four. That wasn't it, but the 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 scripture was this: "You have lost your first love." And if we are a people that say we love God and yet we have substituted anything other than Jesus Christ between us and Him, we've turned our back on God and we thought that we've got where we're 
think twice yeah. about my walk. Right. Makes me think twice about my behavior. Right. Makes me think twice about as to whether or not I'm living by faith. Bless and that's bless God. Yeah. You know, I'm going to try to get this thought out. When the children of Israel, after they'd seen the ten miracles that happened in Egypt, yeah. and they went over the Red Sea on dry ground, how God performed these right. miracles, yet as soon as they got on the other side and something didn't go according to the flesh. Listen yeah. to me. Right. According right. to the flesh. And that's what our problem is. Yeah. We've allowed our flesh yeah. to get in the way of when God is able to move. Those people might have had a different out, an outcome had they just right. said, we're going to sit right here and wait for you, God. I know we're thirsty, and I know you know I'm thirsty, but we're just going to wait on you, God. You did all these other things, and we believe you're going to take care of this too. But instead, we want to hold God in contempt, and we want to start accusing Him of being something other than good. And God, I'm here to tell you tonight, is the only good thing that you'll ever experience that'll never grow old, that'll never dry up, that'll never let you down. Bless God, it'll always accomplish what you need. And bless God, it'll never fail you. Amen. Come and get a song. Oh, Thank you. that we'd be pathfinders. Oh, don't lose heart. That's right, brother. Don't lose heart. You need the Lord tonight? Yeah. Just come on. That's it. That's right. Just come to Jesus. Got something in your life you've not stood up for God for? You better just get it worked out tonight. You're here. You may as well. You're already here. You made this much effort. You got things in your life. You're saying, "Well, I wish God did." Just bring it to the Lord. Just say, "God, here I am." Bringing it to you tonight. Going to hold the future in His hands. How do you know that? He said, I lost none but the son of perdition. Amen. He said, all that you gave me. Amen. I put them in your hands. That's right. I lost none. Amen. Amen. He's able to stand to your feet. He's able. He's able to do what you can't do. He'll do exceedingly abundantly more than you ask or expect. Uh, he, he, He loves helping his children. Amen. He loves you. He loves you more than your mom and dad's ever loved you. He, he loves you more than you've ever loved your own kids. Amen. He, he don't just give them whatever they want to shut them up or give them what makes them feel good or, or give them what, uh, bless God, they always think they want. I'm glad uh, when I was growing up, my mama didn't just give me whatever I wanted. Amen. She gave me what I needed. She told me she taught me young. That's a lady who didn't raise me in church, but she taught me young. She said, bless God, you be thankful for what you got. Amen. And, and you just thank uh, thank God. Amen. I'm just going to say that. You just thank God. Uh, bless God. And it, you know what? It worked out good. Amen.
Invitation. 